That's the name of our podcast. Uh, you were constantly saying th- things we can't leave in. <laughs> it's just going to be a montage of, like, beep. That's the name of our podcast. Beep. That's yeah. the name of our podcast. Oh, my God. The name of our podcast is That's the Name of Our Podcast. I'm sure there's something like that already. You're looking right now, aren't you? Of course. Does not exist. That's it, dude. Done. The name of our podcast is that's the name of our podcast. Is this going to be one of those nights where I have to carry you? Ask me things. I'm not your fucking monkey. I'm not going to dance for you. You ask me things. No. (laughs) I... Hold on a second. Let me think this thought out real quick. Well, that's against the whole point of the podcast. All right, seriously. Have you ever, like, cut off a friendship and just been like, I'm done? Yes. Why? This person became a massive, massive raging alcoholic to the point where they were living with me, spending... All of their money on alcohol, unable to pay rent, pay bills, then claiming that I stole their money, you know, and I had kids at the time. I mean, I still have kids, but at that time, (laughs) it's not not like I sold them or anything. Um, Right, right. But even at that time, I had kids and it came to a point where we got into a physical altercation. And he was so drunk that I didn't even have to hit him. Like, he tried to swing at me and fell and knocked himself out. And so, evicted him, you know, threw him and his stuff on the lawn, that kind of stuff. Uh, went and got his own place, but we had been friends for a really long time. And I mean, I owe meeting my wife to him, you know? Um, wow. And we've been friends for a really long time and he did not have the greatest childhood. And I was sort of the, his protector for a long time. And we kind of reached a point where I couldn't protect him anymore. And I wasn't going to, um, but he moved out, got his own place, uh, and this all stemmed from a girl leaving him, and he just couldn't recoup. Um, yeah, I got a call from an apartment complex manager saying that I was listed as next of kin. Yeah, and so I immediately start freaking out. And what had happened was he got passed out drunk on his back porch naked at his apartment tried to jump over the railing and busted his face and so I had to come get him and take him to the hospital so I did that he rekindled a relationship with an old girlfriend I told him don't do it but he did it of course he did it anyway Got back into yeah. a relationship with this person. I told him, don't do it. And he did it anyway. Moved 
halfway across the country to be with this person. I told him not to do it. He did it anyway. Married this person. I told him not to do it. He did it anyway. Wedding, though, <laughs> was dope as hell. And um, the relationship went to hell pretty quickly. Brought him right back to where he was. And he essentially called me from where he was living and was like, I have no money. I have nowhere to go. I've lost my job. I'm just drinking all the time. And so I helped him get back to Austin. And in 20 minutes, he went from what I, what I believed to be stone cold sober to passed out drunk. And so I get him awake. He's like, no, I'm not drunk. I had a seizure. I'm having seizures. I'm, I'm something's going on. I'm having seizures. This is a, a real medical emergency. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's go to the emergency room. I'll have them pull your blood oct- your blood alcohol level. And you know, we'll tell them you're having seizures and we'll go from there. And I said, but if if you if you're you know BSing me and you're just drunk, I'm done. And he's like, no, no, really, that's that's really what's going on. I'm having seizures. It's not. I'm not drinking at all. And um, so I, I took him to the emergency room, explained to the doctor what he told me, and met yep. the doctor out in the hallway. And I said, do a blood alcohol test. And he's like, why? And I was like, he doesn't have seizures. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just drunk. And the doctor was like, really? And I was like, sir, just listen to me. Like, this is, this is a history. This is a pattern. This is what is going on. Like, he does not have seizures. He is drunk. And so they did it. And the doctor came back in and he was really pissed. And it was actually kind of awesome. And he was like, you're in here wasting our time. You're wasting our hospital bed. You're, you know, blah, blah, blah you don't have yeah. seizures your three your blood alcohol levels three times the legal limit like Ugh. you're full of crap and and I looked at him right. and I said I'm going to call your dad I'm going to let him know where you are don't ever call me again don't ever come to my house again don't try and communicate with me in any way shape or form and the doctor was like well you can't just leave and I was like watch me and I said I will call his father. I will tell his father where he is. But I'm leaving. And he's your problem. And I called his dad. And his dad picked up the phone. And I said, X is in the hospital. Right down the street from your house. His blood alcohol level is three times the legal limit. I'm done. And I just hung up. Nice. And that was it. I'd never talked to him again. Never saw him again. Never wow. looked for him. I heard a few years after that, I heard he was like homeless living under a bridge and fuck him. So. Wow. 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 A lot to unpack there. Uh, I think some of that, but there's a lot I didn't know. I guess like pre him coming back to Austin. Uh, whew. Yeah. I mean, like, 
it's hard because like I'm sure people in friendships for much less than that. Um, it sounds like you really tried to help him. Yeah, I mean, I'm skipping over so much, and in in I'm the sure. interest of of time, um, but you know, he and I were inseparable um, when we were kids, and he practically lived at my house so that he didn't have to go home. Um, yeah, his parents were terrible people, and he had a pretty crappy older brother we had our first falling out over um (laughs) this is actually a really funny story so i was dating this girl and she was known to be not such a great person but i was always that guy who was like no no it'll it'll be different with me i'm like the i'm like the girl (laughs) i can change her um Oh, yeah. Captain um, right. And so her parents were going out of town and I was like, cool, like I'll come over, you know, I'll make dinner. We'll watch a movie. We'll have a good time. And she was like, no, no, I'm just going to have a girl's night. And I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. And I ended up throwing a hotel party because that's what you do when you're underage <laughs> and everyone else's parents are home and you can't drink at home. Um, right. And so we're kind of ripped and I called her and I can hear people in the background, which I expected because it's a girl's night, but it's a lot more sure. than what I expected. And then I hear this guy that we're talking about. I hear his voice in the background. And oh. I hear, is that Dwayne? Don't tell him I'm here. Don't tell him we're here. And so, as a rational, logical, you know, woke dude, I just let it go, right? No. No. I immediately pile into a truck with, like, eight people, and we drive straight to her house, and there's a clear raging party going on that I was not invited to. And this girl, it's not like we're, like, talking like you used to say, we were, she was my girlfriend. I was her boyfriend. Like it was, it was established and, and not just in my mind. Um, (laughs) and I'd already been drinking, so I'm in full Hulk mode. And so there's like two guys sitting on the front porch and she's sitting on one of their laps. And I just walk, I walk right up on the porch and I just look at both of them and I go, who the fuck are you? And who the fuck are you? And they're just both like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? I think I just shit your (laughs) bitch. And so she hops up and like pushes me back off the porch and like pushes me around the house and we're talking. And I'm just like, you're, everyone was right. Like, you're a piece of trash. Everything anyone has ever said about you is true. You are just trash. And she slapped me. And and I just laughed. Okay. And I was like, I I'm not even mad. And she's like, How the hell can you not be mad? And I was like, I I nothing you. 
I'm not mad. I'm not glad. I nothing you. And so I turn to walk away to go get my friends and I can hear her running. She's running back to the house and I can just hear her screaming. He hit me. He hit me. He hit me. Oh no. And so this guy comes out on the porch and he's like, you hit her. You hit her. You're fucking done, bro. And jumps off the front porch and he's like running at me, which is the worst thing that you can do in a fight. Don't charge someone. Because all I did was I just stood there, waited for him to get close enough. And I dipped down, grabbed him by the leg and under the armpit, lifted him up over my head and just dropped him on the concrete driveway. And there's like all oh. these guys that are standing around me, like clearly hearing what she just said, but watched what just happened. And I'm just like, are you right. next? Are you next? Who's next? Let's go! But then I see this guy. And he's in the doorway. And I walk up to him. And it's... So this is what's really funny. There's this guy who was coming to visit, who he was friends with, who's from another country. Okay? And this guy is standing behind him. And I'm screaming at this, my friend. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I see the other guy. And I'm like, oh, hey, Pierre. You're Pierre, right? I'm doing nice to meet you. <laughs> and I go, I go, because I had <laughs> talked to the guy, too. Like, you know, I, we were supposed to hang out the next day. <laughs> I go right back to screaming yep. at my friend. And I just punched him right in the mouth. And I, he fell down. She runs to him. I turned around and I walked away. And that was the end of our friendship the first time. And so it had gotcha. been like five years since I'd seen this guy. We got our friendship going again. And five, three and a half, four years later, we get to the story I just told about, you know, breaking up again. And so, you know, yep. I, I, there, I had so much invested in this person between... Right. You know, the first three to four years, the second three to four years, like, you know, it, it was, yeah. I had a lot invested in our friendship and in my ability to trust someone again after already being, you sure. know, I was younger when the first time happened, so it didn't really affect me. But the second time around, like yeah. the weight and the gravity of what I'm going through and what I had already gone through with this person was was heavy, heavy on me. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, did it make it any better? Uh, I think that's right when we started becoming uh, friends. This was about three years before. Well, I think I remember like the whole like hospital thing. We had just become friends. Um, it happened... A year before I met you, because I was still, I was, I, I, uh, my wife and I hadn't split up yet when that happened. Uh, unless it happened twice, it did, because I remember going over, seeing him at y'all's place. You're right. Uh, and we, you're right. we hung out with him. You're right. Uh, a couple nope, times. you're right. You're right. Cause I, so back to my original question. 
did it make it easier to make that transition because you already had a new friendship? I, I definitely. Yeah, I think that yeah. you, yes, you're right, because we had already fully established our friendship. Um, yep. And I didn't, because I already, I was running with you and George, because you guys were, yeah, because yeah. that was when you guys helped me move out, was right after that. You're right. Yeah, right. yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't suffer because of it at all because I already had another yeah I had another good friend yeah yes you get validated yeah. in this story yes I know yes I remember something uh, no and that's that's always the weirdest thing right it's like transitions in life especially in friendships uh, sometimes they are uh, I don't know they transition pretty quickly, and sometimes there's like long gaps. Uh, transitions uh, with people already surrounding you is a lot easier, uh, but the gaps of where it's just like you lose a, uh, a good friend, a best friend. Uh, there's that like I don't know <sighs> the feeling of like you're never gonna find like a best friend again. Um, or someone that you actually like. I mean, like, friends are friends, right? I mean, like, there's varying degrees of, like, how much you like them and how much time you're willing to spend with them. Uh, I've definitely had times in my life where it's, like, friendships have, like, I don't know, just dissipated uh, or ended uh, very quickly. And there's just been, like, kind of that unknown of, like, well, all right, cool. I guess I'm on my own here. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's hard sometimes, but I definitely think that, I don't know. You, uh, you put up with a lot in that friendship. Whatever happened to, uh, the girl? Like, uh, did you ever talk to her after that? Or did you ever find out why, uh, she threw the party and didn't invite oh, you? Yeah, no idea. Never talked to her again. No. Damn it. She was, well, she was Why a known she cheater. That? So, it, it was just, yeah. Ah, she's just doing, yeah, she was just doing what she does. Yeah. Oof. Weird, weird, weird. Uh, girlfriends could be a whole yeah. other podcast, but, like, friendships in general, um, I've definitely, it's weird, right? Because it's like, when you're young, it's, it's easy to think of like a good group of friends uh, being around and like wanting it to last for a long time. And then as you get older, that circle gets smaller uh, typically. Uh, And then the older you get, the less and less you see of your friends uh, and, or maybe you just have like one really good friend and a lot of acquaintances. Yeah. Used to be really close friends. That's that's something that I've always struggled with uh, because there's so many different I don't know roles levels uh, of friendship makes it sound really weird. Um, I think the most 
I don't know. Immediate gratification is the drinking friends. Um, because, like, as long as you're on that train of drinking all the time and hanging out, it's fluid. It seems really connected. You seem really close. It's all about, you know, the next time, the next party. uh, And then, I don't know, like, real life starts to peek in. uh, And you kind of see who sticks around. And if you step away to, like, do some self-improvement, uh, and you stop showing up to drink, then it's like those friends will quickly fade away. Well, and I think that, you know, there's also a serious component to the fact that you and I have a level of friendship that I don't think you and I have a level of friendship that I don't think other people who are almost 40 at least not two men have a level of friendship that you and I have pushing 40. I have a wife and kids. I have a wife and four kids. We still talk multiple times a day. And I don't, I, I don't think that that level of adulthood friendships exists for most people. I think that that's a product of us becoming friends as adults versus becoming friends as teenagers or, or kids. But it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a different world as far as still having a male friend at the level of the friends that you had like when you talked every day like when you were younger and we're going to be 40 this year and we are still that close of level of friends that again we talk multiple times a day versus I see you or talk to you once a month or once a year yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's really great, but I think you might have a point. I, I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not something you just go up to people and be like, what's your yeah. relationship with your best yeah. friend like? <laughs> I mean, like, we should do that, uh, as this is, this podcast, podcast is going to be called <laughs> the Best Friends Podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I really don't know. Um, it's like, you don't, that's not really a question that usually comes to mind like what's your relationship like with your best friend because like I think uh, with my wife she is like she absolutely has uh, a lot of friends and I think someone who is her best friend uh, has kids uh, is married and they talk I mean it's more now that like quarantine life is here but previously i'd say maybe like once a month over a call or like facetime and then like text here and there i mean largely because they don't live in the same city and state but like for us like you haven't lived in the same city for going on going on three years 
Oh, yeah. Um, and we talk yeah. every day. At least by text. Like, I, 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 I gather, like, people that are in our age or a little bit older might uh, text uh, like a best friend like often, like maybe daily, semi-daily. Makes <laughs> uh, <laughs> me think of Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. You might be. You might be right. I mean, like, <laughs> what what I really probably equate like our our best friendom uh, to is probably like two single dudes <laughs> that are our age that don't have anyone. <laughs> That's the level of commitment we're at. Uh, our wives I would, I would assume lot. so, yes. Yeah, they probably like it for some aspects, but for the most part, they're just yeah. like, alright, whatever. Y'all can do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see weird. other 39-year-old men, like, texting their best friend, like, oh, shit, did you hear what, who the Buffalo Bills just drafted? And I'm over here texting you like, oh my god, I'm having a really emotionally hard time dealing with this one thing that is going on, and I need help. <laughs> it's it's a completely different exactly. type of, of conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the reach out might be the same thing. Right? So for you and I, it's just like, no bullshit, full dark, no stars, just go for it. You know, whatever you're feeling, just get it off your chest and talk about it. But for other people, it's like, I could I could see somebody who's just like, has a best friend and sees something that just like sparks a conversation, has them reaching out, phone call or text, uh, and they're completely talking about something trivial like sports or something on TV. And while they're talking about those things, what's really happening uh, is they're saying, I miss you. I feel alone right now. I'm not doing so great. But the end result is like, hey, yeah, I feel better. I talk to you. But they're not saying what they really mean. Derek uh, Jeter is code for I love you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, some dude is talking about, like, how, you know, the stats around, like, LeBron or anybody else in, in sports, because I don't give a fuck about sports. I'm not going to name other people. Uh, all it is is staying connected, right? I mean, like, Talking about sports in general is a is a means of language of I don't know maybe even like talking to people you don't know and having something you can start a dialogue about, which I don't fault that I mean like that's cool. It's just <laughs> that's me and a group of men going. So do you like the round ball or the oblong ball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just over here just being like <laughs> I want to talk about your deepest fear. <laughs> Tell me what keeps you up at night. <laughs> Like, if you looked under your bed, what would scare you the most? Uh, 
something really super scary. Were those sideburns a choice, or do you just uh, have them because of the lack of choosing? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. They're not that hard. They seem to be. But I mean, like, I perfect example is like, I. This is gonna sound super weird. And super like I was trying to hit on this dude. Uh, <laughs> but basically, I was like 27 uh, working at a place. And uh, like this dude like sat next to me, was on my team. I barely ever talked to him. And one day he came in wearing like a coat, heat, and Cambria. Fred! Fred! Ah, fuck! I, I like that band. Like, Fred, he was just like similarly like a, you know, ch- chubby bearded guy like myself. Uh, and I'm like, oh, we should be friends. But I like had no like intro. <laughs> you weren't running that new so friend game I, very well. I, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the iPhones had not hit yet. So this guy sat across from me. And I was just like, how, like, how do I bring up the conversation? Like, I, I was struggling. I was just like, I just wait till he wears that shirt again. And I bring the, I just, <laughs> I was like, go through my head. I was like, how do I not make this creepy? And I don't know what I remember going with, but it was something to the tune of like, hey, I like that band too. Want to have a drink? And I'm not even 100%. I got up and say it, said it. I might oh. have said it through instant messenger. Oh, work. even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. were hitting on him. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, but it ended up working out. Like the second we started talking, of course, like I'm talk. I'm gonna talk. Like what I'm saying now is hypocritical to what I just said before about sports, because the only change I did was made about bands, and that's just like that was our language, and mm-hmm. that's how we began talking. So there's, there's always a common thread. Uh, it I don't know. Everything's the same. Everything's different. I'm pretty sure where I locked in our friendship was on the drive to New Orleans. And I had the window down. And I was doing the thing where you put your hand out and you do like the dolphin swimming thing with your hand. And you kept like side eyeing me. And I turned and I looked at you. Do you remember what I said? I looked at you and I said, I don't, I don't remember. I like wind. <laughs> and, oh, and like, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. He's, like, he's just going to tell me what. Yeah. He's going to just say what he's feeling in the moment. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> that is true. God, I forgot how much you brought up that you like wind. I think I talked about it for like an hour. Uh, you, yeah. Um, you did. You used to bring There's this up a lot There's nothing better than like stepping outside and it's like dusk and it's windy, windy. And it reminds you of like being at a field party in high school around you know, <laughs> October-ish. It's the best. No, I mean like I... I see what you're saying. I agree with that sentiment. I don't necessarily equate that to wind. I equate it to being like cold. 
growing up uh, in West Texas, like whenever it was cold, it was kind of rare. So because it was rare, it there's usually like I guess the memories like stuck a bit uh, better. So anytime it's like cold, like a so lot of memories m- pop up. M- most of feels. my best memories, other than my wife and kids, are tied around either being on or right next to a body of water or being out in an open field. And both of those places you get wind. And that's directly what it's tied to. (laughs) (laughs) That should be your shirt that you wear all the time. You get wind. (laughs) But, I mean, I am obsessed with being on the water. It it drives my nautical-themed tattoos. It drives my nautical-themed living room. I love being near the water and growing up where it is not the ocean, it's lakes. And so some of my best memories are either out on the boat or on the shore. And when you're near water, even the lake, you tend to get more wind. You're in an open area. There's less obstruction from the city or trees or any of those things that would normally block it. And so it is directly sense memory tied to good times is wind. And so when I stick my hand out the window and I feel that wind, I feel those feelings. It's like smelling your mom's cooking for some people. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) deep in the wind uh i know uh uh, man uh, thanks for making it awkward huh you are good at that always um yeah i am hitting on guys wearing coating and camry shirts Absolutely, I'm a I'm a scene <laughs> scene dater. I don't know. I just make because, like, even with like with you, like, I uh, I was just like, I think I want to be friends with that dude. I don't know if it was like some like chubby dude alliance or what, but I was just like, I don't know because it's like <sighs> neck is something, right? Like. I don't know if it's like the struggle of being like a chubby dude um, and like the plight of just like, I don't know, a little bit of being like rejected by some people or like having trouble like dating. Uh, There's like some like camaraderie and commiserating. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I like equate that. Maybe it's something like going all the way back to like my love of like Kevin Smith films. some sort of like silent Bob trope or, or whatever, but like I've always seen that as like uh, I don't know, maybe like representation of just like a shared experience. Okay, but you have to remember, I'm the guy that looks in the mirror and sees Brendan Yuri staring at. So I I don't oh for I'm sure not chubby guy alliance because I'm a 160 pound <laughs> spelt dude when I look in the mirror, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
you uh, <laughs> you're the man. Since uh, I was 12 years old, that's what's been playing in my head. Yep, yep, killer song. Yep. Brandon Flowers just pulled it directly out of my yep. brain. Uh, Put it on wax. Exactly. I don't know. That's, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but. That's the name of our podcast. I don't know. It's like. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going that's with this. It. I like it. But that's how we need to end every podcast. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. We just never Everybody. named it. That's the uh, name of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name, guys. That's the name. <laughs> Fuck Like, you. subscribe. That's my name. Put in referrals <laughs> and face pages. Instaheart. Yeah. Don't forget to review. Mm. Like, I've never even left a Yelp review. Like... Who are these people that are so intent on Dude, like I contributing? Dude, I have a podcast that I'm a monthly Patreon subscriber to. Yeah, it's me. I know. It's, it's I pay you. monthly to make sure that that podcast stays on the air. God, it's not on the air. I don't know why. I guess that's what I equate it to. But um, to make sure that it stays going, yep. I'm active in the the Patreon community boards. I. I have written my five star Apple podcast review. <laughs> <laughs> I write fan fan fiction for uh, I just I don't know if like I'm broken and dead inside, but like I don't really uh, care. Um, well, or like you have to remember my background. Much. I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan. So everything I love goes away. <laughs> Aww. That's <laughs> the name of the podcast. I love goes away. Or I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, either one is a win in my book. Uh, I do like Aaron Sorkin. You know, my uh, three favorite am... television shows of all time had one or two seasons and ended with no one knowing that was the end. Isn't that great, though? No, I mean like in a in a in well, life. only because you're the king of Irish goodbyes. Like that's that's your dream is like yeah, that's the only way to you do it. You just disappear and no one ever knew. Absolutely. Like when I leave a party, by the time people realize I'm gone, I'm in a drive-through eating tacos <laughs> and talking shit about everyone. I've had those nights with you. <laughs> like I want. I know. It's just like cheese and grease running down my shirt being like okay that's the name of our podcast dad i was just gonna say like i've been at parties with you especially early on when this is totally gonna sound like we're dating when you were introducing me to your friends (laughs) (laughs) here's my boyfriend i mean and we'd be there for like an hour and i would just be hitting my stride with somebody and you're like let's go and I'm like, okay, well, we need to tell everybody goodbye. You're like, no, let's just Sorry, go. I didn't understand. Oh my god! Hey Google, shut up, robot. Quit listening to me.
I'm designed to wait in standby mode until I'm activated, like when you say, hey Google. The status indicator on your device lets you know when I'm activated. When I'm in standby mode, I won't send what you're saying to Google or anyone else. Yeah, that's not true at all. I um, don't believe you. I would just be like hitting my stride. <laughs> You'd be like, let's go. I'm like, okay, well, let's still say goodbye and do all the things. You're like, just, just go, just go, just go. No one, no, no one's looking, go. <laughs> well, the goodbyes take like 45 fucking minutes. Like, I don't like the whole, like, it becomes a process, right? If you're at a party, you're drinking, and you're like, you say goodbye to one person, like, oh, no, don't leave. I'm like, well, I, I want to go. Like, Why do you have to go? Because I want to. I don't want to be around you anymore. Um, and then it's like, all right, let me do this to 15 other people and, like, catch shit. Like, fuck I will you. say we Ooh. always had way more fun in the drive through at Taco Cabana than we did at any of the parties. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I am, uh, I don't know. Something's wrong with me. Yes. A lot of things are wrong with me, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, maybe we dive into that well, next I time. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about like social anxiety next time. Because it's something I struggle with a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, let's say that. I won't even get into it because it's like a whole thing. All right. That's the name of Keeps. our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>